The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss some alternative tracking methods that can help you monetize your audience. Joining us is Shiv Gupta, who is the founder and CEO of The U of Digital, which educates the digital marketing and advertising industry through a variety of different touch points, including live workshops, e-learnings, webinars, newsletters, and more. The U of Digital has educated over 15,000 industry professionals and counting and tapped into the expertise of 150 industry vets for their deep knowledge in the space. Yesterday, Shiv and I talked about the convergence of ad tech and martech, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how publishers can monetize their audience with alternatives to cookie tracking. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Shiv Gupta, founder and CEO of U of Digital. Shiv, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Excited to be here again. Excited to have you back on the show. And look, we had a great conversation yesterday. Our worlds are colliding. MarTech is eating ad tech, as I would like to put it as a MarTech guy. But kidding aside, MarTech and ad tech, the ability to get our customers' data and feed it into advertising solutions, is breaking down some of the silos and the walls between what used to be two different industries. And one of the things that's impacting both of us is the changes in privacy regulations and our access to data. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what do we do here now that we've got our CCPA, our GDPR, Apple's taken away cookies, Google's given up cookies. It's a brand new world when it comes to the usage of data. How can publishers and marketers in general figure out what to do and monetize their audience with alternatives to traditional cookie tracking? There's so much to talk about here, Ben. For me, it's really useful to zoom out, start at the highest level and kind of think about, okay, where do we come from and where are we going? So we came from a world where cookies became kind of like the oil of all the things that we do because they carried the data. They carried the data from place to place and allowed us to then use that data and activate against that data and elicit value from that data, right? And if you're thinking about this from a publisher perspective, let's go back to like the year 2000 or early 2000s. Ad tech didn't exist. Programmatic didn't really exist yet. Publishers were making most of their ad revenue by selling directly to advertisers and taking pretty much the entire cut of that budget. Now, over time, along comes programmatic, along come cookies, along come these different identifiers. And over time, what starts happening, I like to call ad tech almost like the ad tech industrial complex in a way. 
ad tech started using cookies, not for what they were originally meant to do, but they started using cookies to carry data and then elicit value from that data outside of the publisher realm. So, hey, let's take this data from different publishers. Let's apply it anywhere where these users are, including really low cost, low quality inventory, and elicit value from that cookie data. So over time, what happened, I think, is the ad tech industrial complex sucked away a lot of the budgets. They kind of ate away at that pie that the publishers were enjoying most of the early 2000s, right? So fast forward to 2020, and now you look at the chart, the tax that's levied on the budgets from the marketer, and 50% of it goes to other stuff. It goes to technology, agencies, SSPs, DSPs, et cetera, and the publisher actually gets less than 50% of the cut. So cookies going away, let's bring it all back to your original question. Cookies going away is an interesting crossroads for publishers, in my opinion, because it's an opportunity. There's a strategic opportunity to wrestle back some of that control and maybe take back some of that pie, but that's a strategic opportunity and that's a long-term bet. Because what that means in the short term is you sacrifice revenue. If you're not trying to help the industry figure out what the alternatives to the cookie are, what you do is you sacrifice potential revenue in the short term, right? So I think as the industry tries to figure out, hey, here's some alternative ID solutions for publishers, their choices are, do we play nice with these ID solutions? Do we adopt them? Do we share data into them? Or do we just kind of use them for our own purposes? How do we play with these ID solutions to near term ensure that we're generating revenue that we need, but also big picture strategically, maybe wrestle some of the leverage and the control back towards us? I was listening to a podcast about the streaming industry or the media industry, and essentially the takeaway was there's only two ways to make money, bundling and unbundling. This is basically what we're seeing with all the apps are merging, and now HBO is merged with Discovery, and it's not HBO, it's Max. And inevitably, the people that were paying for the Discovery Channel now are going to pay something else and pay more. And eventually, they'll break it up when they buy too many apps, and then you'll have to pay for each one individually. And it seems like a similar thing is happening here in the publisher landscape, where we were basically all selling our properties individually direct to advertisers, and you had to have direct publisher relationships. And then we started to bundle. We all started being able to trade data into this sort of centralized system that was reliant on cookies. And now all of a sudden, because the big platforms are saying, we only want access to our own data, we don't want you to have it. Nobody can use cookies anymore. And uh, the entire world's going to unbundle. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to develop some sort of a solution where you can have universal tracking across multiple websites, which is essentially what cookies are being used for, but specifically designed. And we're going to rebundle. So talk to me if you agree or feel free to disagree about what publishers should do to continue to monetize as we're going through these sort of metamorphoses of unbundling first, moving away from the cookie infrastructure, and then eventually adopting new technologies where we'll end up in the same place where we are today. I mean, listen, I I hate to give this answer, but I think it's the right one. It depends. You'd make a great consultant. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I will charge you a gazillion dollars for that. It depends, right? It depends on what kind of publisher you are. If you're a super premium publisher, let's say you're the New York Times or you're the Guardian, and and actually some of these publishers have done this, I'd be holding my stuff really close to myself right now. I'd say, hey, listen, ID Company X, LiveRamp, TradeDesk, I don't want to talk to you right now. Go away. I have no interest right now in playing ball with you guys because I'm the New York Times. I have tremendous value. I have a tremendous kind of set of users. I have their data People have to log in now 
with their email address to be able to read my content and gazillions of people are doing that, I'm not sharing that data with anybody. I am wrestling the control back from the ad tech industrial complex. So it depends. If you're those publishers, that's what I would be doing. I'd be thinking about, okay, cookies are going away. You can't be stealing my data willy-nilly any, anymore and like targeting my users on all these different websites and eliciting value from that. You have to find those users on my inventory in my ecosystem. And there's value to that for marketers. I know that. So I'd be looking for opportunities to create that leverage as cookies go away. On the flip side, if I'm a smaller publisher that actually relies heavily on programmatic ad revenue and heavily on data, I'd be running in the opposite direction. I'd be running to those guys and saying, hey, how can I play nice? How can I share data to elicit more data back? How can I participate in your co-op? So it kind of depends on where you sit. Your strategy is going to be different. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It's like a distribution problem. If you're a small publisher, you want your content to be distributed everywhere. You want everybody to be able to read it and you'll put it on every platform. I'll take my content and I'll put it on Facebook and I'll put it on Twitter and I'll put it on TikTok and I'll put it on the podcast and YouTube and blah, 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 blah. But if I'm the New York Times, I want everybody to go to NewYorkTimes.com because it seemingly has the brand recognition to get people to go to an end domain. All right, now let's fast forward to a couple different years from now where the industry adopts not cookies, but brownies. And we're going to be using this brownie technology to pass data about who is visiting a website, what their interactions are, and be able to target them. What does that do for the landscape as we start to come up with specific data exchange technologies? Well, I think the biggest thing to note about the transition from cookies to brownies is there's going to be a lot of different types of brownies. There's not going to be a brownie that enables that or a unified type of brownie that enables that data exchange ubiquitously across all environments, different types of publishers, different types of technologies. We're going to live in a world with multiple flavors of brownies. So I think what that means for marketers, for publishers, et cetera, is first of all, you got to think strategically. What is your strategy? What is your data strategy? How do you elicit the most value from your data and your inventory? 
And then how does that tie back to which brownies you choose to cooperate with, which brownies you choose to deploy on your sites, which brownies you choose to pass on to your customers if you're the publisher? Like, hey, through my big stream or through my tech, like I'm comfortable passing you this chocolate brownies, white chocolate brownies, et cetera, et cetera, but not these mint brownies because the mint brownies, they're doing some stuff right? Where they're kind of like, they're taking the data and they're using it in other places that's actually degrading my value. So I think that's the key thing is to, first of all, realize there's not going to be one flavor in the future where cookies are going away. So we're going to have multiple IDs in the future. How do you figure out which IDs drive up the value for you and your customers the most? And how do you figure out which IDs are actually sucking value away from your business and maybe stay away from those? As much as I want to try to make some sort of a baklava joke here, I want to actually talk about real vendors and, and who's working. Hey, is it cookies? Is it brownies? Is it Oreos? You get the idea. I mean, it's a fun analogy. We could talk about desserts more if you'd like. We'll get to it. We got all day. I do want to talk about what vendors are actually making headway. We are in the, should I choose cookies over Oreos over brownies? What are the vendors, not the desserts, that are actually starting to produce these technologies? Or is there any solution that marketers should be aware of as they're migrating away from cookies? I love this topic. I'm actually going to speak about this topic, calling BS on identity in a few weeks at an event. So the key thing to realize about the question you just asked is right now we are in a moment of great uncertainty, right? And the uncertainty is rooted in two things. First thing is we do not have a conclusion on what regulation is going to ever look like, or we don't know right now what it will look like around data privacy, data tracking, data collection, et cetera. There's a world in which there's federal privacy regulation in the US in a couple of years that says you can't do any of this stuff. You can't use emails. You can't use IP addresses. You can't use any of these signals to do any of the stuff that you want to do. There's a world in which the regulation is actually very light. It's actually just, hey, you need consent. If you get consent, you can do all these things. So we don't have a conclusion on what regulation will look like. Number two, we do not have a conclusion and we may never have a conclusion of what is the end state of the big tech platforms when it comes to data privacy and identity. So we don't know when Apple stops. Maybe they never stop. Maybe their whole thing is every time there's a loophole to be able to collect data from users and do it cross-site and cross-app, et cetera, Apple's going to close that loophole. And we don't know if like Google is going to continue to follow those footsteps. So the reason I bring those two things up, right? We don't know where we're going. So if you go out today and you're like, hey, I would love to have a post-cookie identity solution to fix some of my problems. I'm a marketer. I'm a publisher. I need a, an ID solution. There's 120 plus ID solutions right now being peddled in the marketplace. And all of those ID solutions have their own kind of permutations of different variables and their own mousetrap. And they say, we have the right answer. The reality is nobody knows what the right answer is because we are in an uncertain state. We don't know what the conclusion of these two key factors are. So everyone's building their solutions based on hypotheses. That's the issue. So I can like sit here and say, listen, I think probabilistic approaches will hold water in the future. I think LiveRamp's doing a nice job around that. I think Alotomy is doing some interesting stuff around that. You know, I think deterministic stuff could be valuable. Who's got a big deterministic graph? Well, those are the big walled gardens. It's Amazon, it's Google, uh, it's Facebook, et cetera. So like I could sit here and say like, oh, okay, well, these companies are doing these interesting things. The reality is it's all based on hypothesis. If I was a betting man for a variety of reasons, I'd probably bet on a Switzerland type company to be like the most prominent ID solution. So let's say LiveRamp, 
I would bet on a live ramp type of solution. But again, there's going to be many brownies, many IDs in the future. I don't think it's just going to be Switzerland. Those are some of my high level thoughts. You called out that there's 120 different vendors that are trying to come up with identity solutions. Some of the big platforms, some of the challengers, not the incumbents. The only thing that's certain is the uncertainty. There is no right answer right now. And obviously each business is going to decide who they want to get into bed with. And we're not going to know. And there probably is not going to be an end state. The regulation is not going to be a steady state thing. That's going to change. It's one of those evolving. This is something that we're always going to be talking about and always trying to figure out. It's not just going to be cookies. We're looking at the full dessert plate, maybe even some Spanakopita. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Shiv Gupta, the founder and CEO of U of Digital. If you'd like to get in touch with Shiv, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is airgoops23, A-I-R-G-U-P-S-2-3. Or you can visit his company's website, which is uof.digital. That's U-O-F dot digital. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can reach me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.